Welcome to Alter Everything, a podcast about data science and analytics culture. I'm Tuvi Lay. My gal pal Maddie graciously passed her hosting mic to me so I could have a chat with my mentor, David Norwood. Thanks, Tuvi. I appreciate that. David Norwood, I've been, I'm the VP of commercial sales here at Alteryx. I've been here five years and it's been an incredible ride. So I'm glad to be on. I'm glad to have you here. We talked about how having difficult conversations can ultimately lift people up and why embracing different perspectives on your team is a key ingredient to a rich, fun, and successful culture. You'll also hear some funny stories from behind the scenes because while my guest David is truly beloved at Alteryx, we actually consider ourselves frenemies. I'll get into that later. And a quick note about the audio quality. It's always a challenge when recording from home, but stick with us. It gets really good. Let's get started. Glad to have you here. Um, It's funny, we're not, I'm not in sales, so we're not in the same team really, but um, we've been friends for quite some time now. You know, friends, frenemies kind of interchangeable, I would say. So, you know, I don't, I don't really quite remember meeting you. I do remember when I first started at Alteryx about two and a half years ago, uh, a friend of mine was there who worked at Alteryx, Tanil, if you remember her. And I remember when it was her last day of work, she was really sad. You know, she was saying goodbye to everyone, but still really composed And then at the end of the day before she left, she walked up to my desk and she had tears in her eyes. And I was like, what, why are you crying? I thought everything was going well. You had happy goodbyes. And she was like, yeah, I did until David Norwood walked by me and gave me a hug and I just lost it and started crying. So I don't know if you um, recall that, but I think that's how I first even heard your name. Didn't didn't know who you were prior to that. Yeah, I really liked Tanil, and and that was uh, that was a, a heartbreaking moment for me. But Tanil, you know, I think that's one of the unique things about uh, you know I think Alteryx and having a really great culture here is you you really build these strong bonds, uh, but more importantly, you know, you build relationships that are going to last a long time. And you know, we got to really get to know her, and when she left, I just told her what what she meant to me in our relationship, and. Um, and that's really what it's all about. And, and I'm, I'm, I am first time I heard of this, that she was moved by it, but I was actually moved as well. And it's just being really authentic with people and building those relationships. And that, that makes me feel good, but that is really, nothing's more important than that. I agree. I mean, I, I think as human beings, relationships are one of the things that we can actually communicate into words and it, it can be such a deep and important thing. Um, I feel like I, I don't know if I take after my dad in this, but I just love watching people's relationships, whether it's, you know, in movies where it's um, a love story or the love of, of like a, a son and a dad or, you know, um, those videos of animals that are like a puppy and a duck are best friends. Just any kind of relationship, like stories like that really get me. And I, I um, so you obviously made a huge impact on Toonie, and she also wasn't in sales. Um, I'm not in sales, but you have a way of 
naturally becoming people's sort of mentors, maybe not official mentors, but I, I feel like a lot of people really look up to you at Alteryx and you really go out of your way to ask about how people are doing. And I mean, I remember you doing that with me when I was in the Irvine office and that really meant a lot. So how do you even do that? How do you start that? I think a lot of people think that having a mentor is, you know, maybe your boss has to be your mentor or someone um, in your direct sort of team. Um, But I I feel like you, you do that really well with everyone, people in your team and people outside of your team. No, I appreciate that. I think, I think early on in my sales career as an AE, if I had to be very candid with you, you know, we just have a tendency to just focus on ourselves and our own career and, and those milestones. And, and those are very, very important. But as I get older, things that really are motivating to me is, is building those type of relationships. Um, you know, I have the uh, pleasure of working with some, you know, SDRs that are kind of newer in their uh, journey, and then some AEs that are, you know, been in sales for a couple of years, and I really thrive off watching their career kind of grow, and but also talking to them about life, whether it's how they're doing in their personal life or, or finances or just a lot of guidance and mentorship. It's important to me because when I was younger, I really didn't have that, especially as a new manager. For the first two years, my my joke was I I really wasn't that good of a manager. And that's the honest truth until uh, a dear friend of mine named Martel Bland, who actually mentored me and really taught me how to be a a, a good leader. And I will never forget the impact that had in my life. So I am really, really uh, a huge advocate of being a mentor to others for not only younger people in their journey or anyone in their journey, but, you know, th- this sounds sappy, but I, but I think about a lot of times you're not going to remember the year to year stuff, but when you look at 10 or 15 years later, you know, hopefully I made a big impact in their life. And that really starts with building a great culture. But the thing that really resonates with most people is taking the time to really get to know them the human uh, aspect of that. And I know that that sounds silly, but that is really the the difference. And we see a lot of these type of leaders at Alteryx, which is great. But when you, I always tell my leaders, when you, when they genuinely and authentically believe that the leader cares more about you and your success versus theirs, there's nothing greater. And as well as watching these AEs or people grow throughout their career and you're mentoring them on a lot of different levels. That's just incredible. So. That's great. I mean, how it's, it's awesome that you had a really impactful mentor and you yourself are now one. Um, How do you think if somebody didn't have a really great mentor, if they didn't experience something like that, how do you think the best way for them to learn is? And, you know, I, I think people have their strengths and, and some people mentoring is not one of theirs. And so how would you, I guess, guide them to become better mentors? Yeah, I'll answer it in two ways. For, for me with one, as an African-American in software sales, there are very few 
that are in a position to to really mentor. And it, there was when I was growing up, there was really not many that I can look up to. Martel Bland is African American; he was one of them. But besides that, there were very few. So you know, you know, if I was going to get in this position, I knew I wanted to give back and make a big difference because I didn't have that. And I'd also say that you know, we, there's still um, a huge challenge that we have to do better with, you know, more people of color. So the future generations have someone to look up to. I would say the same with women. You know, we need to do a much better job of getting more women in leadership positions. So these young ladies have someone to look up to in sales um, and, 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 and different, you know, different backgrounds or whatever religions or whatever it may be. Um, so I would say that that's why that's important. And the second part of that is, you know, I, I think there's a few things when whether someone comes to sales or marketing or whatever it may be, especially when they started a new company, they should find someone who's really, really successful and learn from them. And it could be kind of a mentor. So with these new AEs, no matter what, I always ask, do you have a mentor and you should have one? And um, it's important because, uh, you know, it's going to help you learn through experience and it's going to help you when you have those tough days to lift you up. All that stuff really helps and makes a difference. You know, one of the things I would say is I always tell people is once you've come to a job and you've shown success, the last thing that you want to do is hoard all that knowledge. You want to give it back. So I always challenge the boot camp and new people. Once you have that success, make sure you give it to others because that's really um, that's really what makes the, the, the culture great. And that's really defines you as a leader or, or, or maybe just an individual contributor to, to give back to make people better. So that's something I, I absolutely believe in. I love that. It's kind of like what we say in the community a lot is when you know a lot, when you are, you know, a, a top contributor and you're doing a lot because you have you've learned so much throughout the years, um, share it, share it with the rest of the community and elevate other people because just having all that knowledge to yourself won't really help. It kind of ends there. Another thing you said earlier about having more women in leadership positions and more people of color in leadership positions. I, it reminds me of, um, a panel that I was a part of not too long ago, and we were talking about women in leadership. And I feel like one question that always comes up in panels like this is, you know, how do we, as women, it, it always seems like um, it's, it's a challenge to go for that promotion. It's a challenge to ask for what you think you deserve. It's a challenge to put yourself out there to, to ask for the things that you want. And, and I just want to ask you for, you know, for your mentees and whether it's at Alteryx or other organizations that you worked for in the past, how do you answer that? Oh, that's a, that's a long one. There's a few, few different ways on that. I have noticed that, yes, sometimes I have seen some women that, um, it's funny, men and women ask for promotions differently. And a male who's maybe not completely qualified will always ask for a promotion. And then you'll find sometimes a female who is probably if not overqualified, maybe has a hesitant, uh, they're hesitant to do that. And I don't know, there, there's, there's probably some, 
you know, reasons for that. But I, I do challenge the women that I know to definitely stand up and use your voice and, and go for those promotions. Um, because guess what? You're, you're just as good and not better than most. And you have a different perspective. That's why I'm, I'm really huge on diversity and, and different voices. It's so important. I have two, uh, actually I have four uh, women under my leadership team. And one, one in particular, an example that we were looking at interviewing uh, someone. And uh, right afterwards, you know, we were going to go with this one particular person. But she, she said that he would be better in this different group. And, and at first, I, I didn't understand it because I thought he would be perfect for this particular group. But she was right. He was perfect for this other group. And if she wasn't there, I probably would have gone with this other. And it's just a perfect example of why that diversity and that other opinion makes a big difference. And that's why it's important that we surround ourselves with diversity and different people of color and, and, and women. It is everything. Speaking of diversity, our data science journalist, Susan Curry Civic, wrote a piece for our data science blog titled, Is the Future of Data Science Female? We'll link to it in the show notes. So I will, I will just say that's why partly it's really nice for even the mentorship to kind of coach on when, when people ask for promotions, what does that look like? And all of that is so important for, for women, people of color, to not only know that they are great and they're really good and they, and they deserve these promotions, secondly, that they can do it, and third, that for us, we need to always surround ourselves with these different points of view and different diversity. So that's really awesome, David. Um, I really appreciate, and I'm sure that everyone else that you have mentored in the past also appreciate the fact that you take time out of your busy schedule to, you know, check in with us, to ask us if we're okay. And I remember even one time when you asked me, how's everything? And I said, fine. And then you, you gave me like this, almost this dad look and you're like, no, really, how's everything? Um, and, it, you know, I think it just means a lot to have somebody, um, especially who you don't necessarily have one-on-ones with every week or work with a ton, um, to really care and take the time out of their day to, to ask how things are going and to really genuinely want to know. Um, and I was talking to, I think it was Maddie or I forget who I was sitting next to at GKO, but it was that night where... Um, you know, sales was giving out awards. In January, Alteryx had a global kickoff where we brought together the entire company and our president and CRO, Scott Jones, took the stage to announce sales executive of the year. He, you know, he was saying really nice, positive things too. He was, he was saying how this individual, you know, takes their time and, and mentors people and is such a great example and just really awesome things um, about this person. And I'm sitting there um, way in the back and I thought, hmm, who is he talking about? And then I was like, oh my gosh, he's talking about David Norwood. And I, whoever I was sitting next to at the time, I remember nudging them and saying, 
this award is going to David. And they were like, yeah, okay, whatever. And, and I even texted you. So I grabbed my phone and I texted you and I said, it's you, isn't it? And two seconds later, um, Scott Jones said, it's David Norwood. And you came on stage and it was just such a nice moment. And Oh, and by the way, he also got a standing ovation. Honestly, I know everyone says this whenever someone gets an award or, you know, a a promotion and everyone says, well deserved. But honestly, I I really felt like that was a thousand percent so well deserved. Um, and, And just so awesome to see that you got that recognition because a lot of times, I don't think that people do. Um, it's just the, like the silent work that goes not unnoticed, but unrecognized. And so I, I thought it was amazing that you got that award. Gosh, uh, Tubi, that's very nice of you to say. Yeah, that that definitely meant a lot. What what you didn't see is is when, when Scott said that I was in tears uh, because it, it was very overwhelming. I was focusing on uh, Anu uh getting leader of the year, which she definitely deserves. So that was really my focus. So I was honestly surprised. But I will tell you, um, you know, this might sound cliche, but um, that is many people uh, investing in my career here at Alteryx from uh, Scott Jones to to Jake, to Stu, to Dean, to Libby, to many of my peers and uh, that, that help you know, create who, who we are today and, 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 and HR and uh, just sales ops. And there's so many people and SEs that uh, kind of help us define who we are. So I, I have to thank everyone that, that, that really um, contributed to that, but it was very overwhelming and very humbling. And that was um, uh, definitely the highlight of my career. That's yeah. I mean, I, it felt like a very um, emotional and amazing moment. And, you know, I'm saying all these nice things about you, but like I mentioned at the beginning, you know, we're more like frenemies. Um, Yes. (laughs) This is very unnatural. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If anyone knew how we normally talk to each other, it would be a completely different thing. (laughs) I don't know if anyone would listen to that episode if they saw, but, um, (laughs) but I mean, no, but seriously, I think it's, it's nice to have this conversation. It's nice that we can also be really candid and joke at work. And, you know, I feel like that's how our, our, even our mentoring relationship really became what it, what it did because we had this very joking, funny, um, uh, relationship at work where I immediately felt very comfortable around you probably because you picked on me so much um and I just I love that and I feel like the people that I'm closest to at work are people that I can joke around with and um feel really safe with um but this is also something that is such a weird line to walk because on the one hand you have this really safe space where you can be yourself and joke around and feel comfortable with someone. And then at the same time, I think, especially recently with everything that's been going on, I've been doing a lot of self-reflecting into, you know, how do I perceive things? How do I communicate with others? And are things that I'm saying inappropriate? Or um, even if I'm joking, is that really okay? And I don't know. This is something that I've been thinking about for the past 
uh, God, like month or so. And I still don't really have an answer um, to it. So I guess I want to ask you if you've ever thought about that and, and how do we make, how do we create that perfect space? You know, um, being really comfortable, but then also uh, very appropriate at the same time, you know, um, because how I joke with you or with Maddie might be different to how I would speak to somebody else. Yeah. No, it's a good question. I'm glad you asked it because, you know, what's been going on the last two to three months have have been uh, unprecedented. If you look at obviously COVID-19, the effects of that, where it's just literally uh, taken our lives and, and, and turned it upside down and everyone working from home and, and not, and, and I'm a hugger. I love to hug people and, and I, I have to change that. And um, it, it's just been very difficult, obviously, for everyone being isolated and um, and they're frustrated and, and a lot of things not happening the, the way we want them to because of COVID-19. But then you have this other element of, you know, what happened uh, to that poor young man. And um, you see the frustration come out with a lot of, um, you know, civil disobedience, a lot of um, marching, which, are, which is really, really nice. You know, to be uh, from a personal front, if there's one thing I think that I would like to get this to uh, take away is awareness. And, you know, I think we have to really kind of get to know each other because when you look at, you know, you know, when you look at Black Lives Matter and when you look at, you know, a lot of these, a lot of people around the, the U.S. that had no clue that people were getting pulled over multiple times, you have to change your behavior in front of people if you go to the ATM or, you know, job related stuff, you know, that's real. And I think people can look at it on TV and, you know, it's kind of far away or it's a movie, it's, it's fictional, but this is real to a really a lot of people. And um, it's affecting, you know, their lives. And I think the bubble from COVID-19 and people just frustrated with all of this is really bubbled up. And so, if awareness can happen where people can see, you know, this is really, really happening and we need to change fundamentally a lot of things, that'll be the good from all this. And that's what I would really hope. I would also say it's important, you know, for, for, you know, for me, uh, you know, a person of colors to have uh, more diversity in our, our top leadership, more diversity uh, with different voices. And I think I talked about it earlier, but it's so pivotal. Um, but but also, let me give you just a, a, a different example. Uh, years ago, I worked for an Israeli company, and I had the opportunity to go to Israel uh, with my wife. And um, when I was there, I got to meet with, uh, well, one of the co-workers is a dear friend. We were just talking, we're having a drink, and, and somehow it got on around the Holocaust. And this particular person talked to me through his grandfather's eyes about what the Holocaust meant to that family. And he was in tears and I was in tears and I can see any movie in the world. I can read about this in history books, but when you hear someone talk about that, it was so impactful. It moved me for days. 
And these are conversations that I have from people who are from, let's just say, Mexico City, Venezuela, Puerto Rico, who have relatives here in the U.S. Some immigration stuff you hear about, some of those stories that I've dear friends. I also talk about, you know, obviously I talked to my dad about what's going on and he was telling me as a VP of, of marketing that, you know, the challenges that he had, even, you know, he's driving to uh, his work and having cops follow him for two or three weeks. Uh, and he finally had to stop them or some of the challenges that he had to have. And then hearing from relatives in my own stories, like, you know, it, it, it is it is real out there. But when we really get an understanding of other people's backgrounds, that's where we begin to understand and begin to change. And the last thing I'll say is uh, my uncle, uh, Bill Norwood, was a Tuskegee Airman, and he was also the first African-American pilot captain, excuse me, for United Airlines. And oh my God, that's amazing. He talked to me about the struggle it took to get to that point. And, you know, that's a really, really good thing. And, and, and then how he got there and how he overcame it and everything, which was really, really nice to see. But, um, you know, so I have a lot of these different people in my lives that I can pull from. But the last thing I want to say is a lot of times... I want to make it really clear that, you know, sometimes I have an uncle who's a policeman and not all policemen are bad. There are some really some bad eggs and we need to fix that. Um, and, you know, sometimes people get painted with a different brush of how they are. And there's a lot of good people out there. And when I see an example where uh, there, when there was some looting going on, there was one white cop that was pulled in the corner and African-Americans I don't know if you heard about this, but put a line together so people wouldn't hurt him. I, mean, I did hear... see that. Yeah, he was yeah. Um, he was like lost from his his squad or something. Correct. So when you hear those stories, you you know it, it's everyone wants to really change and everyone wants to support each other. So that those are the stories I love to hear. So anyway, sorry, long long answer. No, I, well, I love hearing about all those stories. Um, and it really is amazing about that being your uncle. Um, I, and I, I agree that awareness is probably the largest step. I do feel that there has to be action after that awareness. Um, and it's, I'm glad that the conversation is still happening and I hope that it continues. And, you know, it, it, I think we've, we've proven that it's not just something that was a, a quick story and that people were upset about for two days and moved on. And, I'm, yeah, I'm just it, it's very, very heartbreaking, but also so necessary to continue to talk about. Yeah, you're right. It is heartbreaking. And um, watching some of these images early on where, you know, it, it just breaks your heart. Uh, but the optimist in me is the, the good from this is the awareness and that'll change a lot. Um, the protesting, um, you know, the civil disobedience of what Martin uh, Luther King and, and has, has done, it will change things. It will change it. Will it change it in the light speed that we want to in one week? No, but awareness is a very powerful thing where people begin to think differently and, and 
implement different changes that are thoughtful and, and measured, that'll make a difference. Changing the heart sometimes takes a little bit, um, but because of the awareness out there that people are like, wow, I, I never really thought about that, that that'll, that'll change things. And I see how people have reached out to me, others, where um, that's where you really begin to see, see the change. So I'm very optimistic uh, because uh, we really live in the best place in the world and, and we have a lot of opportunity, but we have to just make sure that, you know, the last thing I would say is, you know, I call it blind love. Think about if we were all blind, and, you know, and if I met you, Tubi, or if I met Joe or Bill or whatever it may be, I have no idea what they look like. Nothing. It doesn't really matter. But I have to learn to really get to know who they are. And, and that's really what we have to have, that blind love. I agree. That's um, that's true. And I am also an optimist. So... You're right. I mean, I think it's lately I've been a little down and um, maybe not as optimistic, but you're right. It's probably the best time to be optimistic. Um, So, yeah, we have to, there's no other way we have to, we have to be very optimistic because, you know, just uh, we're blessed in so many ways that, you know, there there are people that are still struggling in, in a lot of different ways of COVID, whatever, but, you know, you know, people do have a lot and they have a tendency to focus on, you know, the negative, but let's focus on all the right things that we have. And with that, you know, how we change. Thanks for listening. And if you've experienced a career hardship due to COVID-19, check out our ADAPT program. It's free and you'll learn analytic skills with Alteryx. We'll include the links to ADAPT and other resources from today's chat on our show notes at community.alteryx.com slash podcast. Catch you next time. So, you know, I used to work in the Irvine office and now I'm in the Broomfield office, but um, I want story uh one funny story that i wanted to share with everyone and you know this is um david is an amazing amazing person and uh, i remember just i really enjoyed you know lunchtime at the irvine office was always really fun uh we'd always eat as a team you know sitting there um, and I remember one day I went to, I think it was like catered lunch or something. And I had my plate of food. Um, I had a bag of chips and I got up to go get a napkin or something. And when I came back to my seat, um, my, my bag of chips was just completely crushed. Um, and I, I looked around the room and I was like, what happened here? And, and there you were, you know, sitting at the other table, just, mad dogging me as you do. Um, so yeah, I just, I really miss that. I miss being in the office around you. I, so everyone in Irvine, I mean, I know right now we're not in the office, but I think everyone's really lucky to be in that office with you. Cause there's, there's no one like you and there's no one in, in that has, um, picked on me as much as you have. So. Well, to be the nice thing is no one here misses you. So it's a good <laughs> good feeling to have that no we all miss you i miss you i do miss crushing your chips but uh continue to do what you do and thank you for this and thank you for you know some of these topics are are taboo to most people but uh you know we have to have an honest conversation so thank you for taking the time
do this and you're doing an amazing job. So you and Maddie are. So thank you for everything. And thank you. Of course. And thanks for being my, my mentor. Um, I didn't ask for it, but here you are. So I really appreciate it. <laughs>